0: And welcome to this week's Super 8s podcast. I'm Denise O'Flaherty and joining me tonight is Carl Joyce. And Welcome Carl. Well,
1: how are you
0: doing? Not too bad. And First of all, we have to congratulate Tom Brown, aka Scats and yourself. Yeah. Um, Maryland had a fine win over your rivals near neighbours, Tang, in the Intermediate Championship in Westmead. Stephen, so well done. Yeah, I think
1: it was a big surprise for everybody as well. <laughs> yeah no it's good to get a, a win to start off when I suppose in the first round of the championship yeah a few, few surprises yesterday as well with the, the senior division as well you know sets around there as well
0: yeah at this, this time of the year I love it because uh, I would cover a lot of our games now in the Longford Championship and that one game that first game is so important because points on the board and it kind of settles you down doesn't it
1: it does like you have a few lads there today for Maryland that um Playing their first championship match, you know, they were out of football for, good, for a good few years, and we're just back into it now. So, and just steady the shit for them, you know.
0: That's a bit like my own club. We have a uh, Stephen Lynch back in Granter now. After about four years, Stephen scored a famous goal for Longford against Kerry years ago. So, it must be a thing. With yeah. blue, must be a thing with blue and white clubs. You know, we're bringing back legends. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's
0: only game one though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. We have to next weekend. so Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a long road, but we'd love to get a win on the board and take from there.
0: Well, exactly. Call September 13th, 2015 at we're Down to face Rosemount in a club championship game in Cusick Park in Mullingar. Yeah. That was before it was TG. Just before yeah. throwing, you collapsed and suffered from a cardiac arrest. And for anyone, you know, that doesn't know it, a cardiac arrest is completely different to a heart attack. It's actually where the heart stops. You were treated immediately with CPR um, and then you got a shock from a defibrillator to restart your heart. Can you tell us yeah. exactly what happened or what you remember from that day? Uh,
1: from that day, I remember most of it, to be honest. Like, I got through the warm-up beforehand in the pitch behind, like, you know, because there was a match on prior to us playing. I did that whole warm-up no problem. We were in the dressing room, changed, out for the photo, and just started another live warm-up, just kicking the ball around. And I'd say within three to five minutes, I just started a bit dizzying myself, and um, the coordination was going. I just said to the lad, I don't feel great, will you bring me over to the dugout? So he literally had to link me over to the dugout. My brother was a physio for Athlone. He came over and asked me what was wrong, and um, I just told him I'm not feeling great. With that, my sight went, my vision went, and I collapsed to the ground. And I got three rounds of CPR and one shock of an AED. That was enough to to bring me around.
0: Doesn't it show you how important defibrillators are now? And also, where in your area if they're situated? Like I done a first aid course a couple of months ago yeah. with my club here in Granard, and found out that there was actually three in the town. I only knew of two, and that was of the church and down in the local clubhouse. So you yeah. know you have to know because you never know when you're going to need one, and also that little bit of training.
1: Exactly, like but um, with a defibrillator, um, you need you need CPR with it to yeah. work. You know what I mean? A defibrillator is no good without CPR, like. And having defibrillators that are working is the main thing. <laughs> and having the pads in date, you know. They're still around in the, in the community. I'm looking at defibrillators and checking them. I checked one recently. It was five years out. The battery was dead five years and so were the pads.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. And that's, um, that's, that's, that's the common thing about them, you know. People think they have them there and they just put up on the wall and that's it's done.
0: That They look good, you know, kind of for effect. You did mention, you mentioned the CPR and I think first aid courses are just so vital. I done one years ago and I said that once the club were going to do it again and if I had a chance to do it, because you never know when you're going to come across. Whenever a car accident or that, you know, when you see a blood injury, you know, put a pad in it or whatever and try stop bleeding. But when someone stops breathing that is the main thing and you know whatever about the breathing part of it it's all about massaging the heart and getting that heart going
1: yeah like you don't even need to do a full first aid of yeah. course if you just want to do CPR the Irish Heart Foundation now we're doing um, Hands for Life so it's just basically compressions on the chest the mouth is gone the mouth to mouth is as good as yeah. gone that we're looking for good quality compression Um, you know getting the quality compressions in and doing 100 of them and no good you know it's the quality you're looking for more than quantity
0: you mentioned about battery being out of date and that is that something that you have encountered uh, in a lot of places and has that, that kind of surprised you
1: I have I've, I've encountered it with the fibulaire that was used on me
0: <laughs> oh my gosh uh,
1: yeah so that's the fibulaire that was used on me there wasn't enough power in it for one shock uh, oh my so if, yeah. if I needed anything else I was in bother
0: when did you hear about that
1: about three weeks later. About three weeks later.
0: It's a wonder... Power God it. forgive me, it's a wonder it didn't send you into shock again. Sorry? It's a wonder it didn't send you into shock again.
1: <laughs> Come here, I've seen a lot now and I'm still, I still haven't gone back into it. <laughs> you, It's scary out there what we're dealing with. Like, you're dealing with pitches there around the country, right? You could have kids, kids playing in the morning, parents picking them up, dropping them. you have camogie going on you have hurling you have ladies football you have lads football underage right up to senior level like this is a part a vital part of kit like now as well you know and a coffee morning you're never stuck to raise money for them a coffee morning will do it no one's uh, shy for these kind of things because they are so vital now like you know
0: did you have any twin just beforehand I know my dad had a massive heart attack, and he told us afterwards then that you know he was getting kind of this pay and whatever that you know, did you have anything apart from, you know, when you felt yourself kind of going um, at the ground?
1: Um, looking back on it, I probably yeah. did. But well, I was in the doctor and he um, had a bit of a cold. So I was just laddering vicks on my chest. But I was getting that tightening feeling on my chest. Typical um, man. Just say uh, on my sternum, but nothing, nothing I couldn't go through. You know that kind of way? Mm. I uh, just go down to a cold. I did have a cold for about a month or two months and um that was it like for sure look when you go to the doctor you think you're going to get every, you know you yeah. know it's right you know but it's just one of these things that happened and um i suppose i just came out the other end of it is there that, it,
0: is 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 there a reason you know sometimes obviously with a heart attack and that you know an artery is blocked or whatever but is there a reason why you collapse and went into cardiac arrest yeah i have
1: Yeah, I have a thing called, um, I got diagnosed with a thing called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. So it's it's where enlargement in the heart, the aorta is enlarged. Um, They told me if I was a couch potato sitting on the couch, it would never happen. Because we all know the heart is a muscle. so the more you're doing, the mutton will grow as well, you know.
0: Isn't it funny that I actually have heard of that before, because um, a lad from Longford, um, Sean Prunty played for Longford Town. Yeah. Um, yeah, was ready to sign for Drogheda United and because Drogheda were full time at the time, they'd done heart screening on him yes. and he found out then that he had the cardiomyopathy and that was him, you know, his career was gone and everything and he had to get fitted with a pacemaker. Is that something that should be brought in? Remember when Lord of Mercy on Cormac McNallan passed away and, you know, the yeah. sudden death and, you know, there was trying to do things about it. And I remember people saying, you know, but right. sometimes lads can put too much pressure on themselves and the training and that. But especially with so, with so much that's going on now and there's so much that's put into football and hurling, camogie ladies football, whatever it is, everyone should maybe get a proper MOT right. and get screened.
1: I'll ask you a question then, okay? What what would you call a hard screening?
0: Well, probably getting well. As I said, a whole MOT from you top have, to you bottom. Have,
1: you have these fans, the, these people going around, right? To do an ECG test, blood mm. pressure, right? If anything shows up there, you're going to be sent to your doctor. Right? A full. Uh, I got. I get rang about this, uh, and a good few times. You know, just say when it's starting mm. to back pre-season, get started. Clubs are back. You know. Um, they're the same thing. Oh, screening and want to do a heart screening. I'd say to them, I'd ask that question: What do you call a heart screening? You know, a heart screening for me is you start with your your blood pressure, your ECG, a stress test, an echo test, and a cardiac MRI. That's leave. That's a full NCT. Mm. You know what I mean? That That's five major things to get tested. Like you know, that's 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 a full NCT for me if you're dealing with the heart like you know we get our cars tested and if the engine in the yeah. car isn't working you're in trouble our heart is our engine you know so,
0: well as you said and about the muscle and especially you know players yeah. like yourself or even inter county players that are putting so yeah. much pressure on themselves that first, yeah. they're
1: taking all these protein stuff and you don't know exactly what's in them you know what I mean it's um, it's just um, it's just it's crazy like you know and people do ask you that. oh, it's getting so much more common. Mm. Cardiac arrest and stuff. But I, I it's just that we're more social media out there, you know. I was
0: about to say that because it's a bit like someone said about murders and different things like that. Things were happening years ago. It's just that we didn't tag ourselves yeah. at, a, at a crime scene, you know, years ago. Now, as you said, social media. And I suppose people like yourself and like Sean Prunty are out there now. You know, because sometimes if you hear a story, and it could be over in England or that, you don't really have a feeling to them. But when I remember reading your story, it was the fact that you play Gaelic football. I was involved in the club. My brother played Gaelic football. You're somebody's yeah. brother. You're somebody's son. You're somebody's cousin. Yeah. Somebody's friend.
1: Yeah. You know, it takes something bad to happen for people to cop on. You know the kind of way? In mm-hmm. this local, local, just say I'm the Midland. So everybody kind of has heard about this, you know. But they're still not doing anything about it. They can say they're doing stuff, but there's stuff not being done. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've done more stuff out of out of the Westmead Midland area to do with CPR and defibrillators than I have in my own local area. You know what I mean?
0: Do you feel it's kind of a bit of lip service, really?
1: In what context?
0: In that, you know, kind of people say they're going to do that and they're going to do this and because... Yeah, and then they say yeah. the
1: price, which is they're very expensive and you know, it's just said for the life of that one I checked with the battery mm. on five years and it's sitting on the wall. So you can imagine, right, just as someone's son or daughter collapsing on the pitch and they see the defibrillator coming over and the early signs of it happening, right? Doesn't that give them a little bit of hope? Yeah. And then to hear that that the machine did not work. It's dead five years. What are you going to think? Aren't you better off not having one?
0: As you said about the amount of players on a field, no- nowadays we're seeing more, and as you said about social media, youngsters, like it's not just the likes of yourself in your 20s or that or guys in the 30s. I mean, it's, it's there is children that are actually collapsing. Yeah,
1: it's getting there, you know, it's it's scary, it's scary. Like, But I, I, I wouldn't um, discourage anyone from playing, you know what I mean? Oh, no,
0: no, that's it. I think the thing about it is if a young lad, as you said, about a defibrillator and a young lad or a young girl, you know, abs- collapsed. And as you said, that you know, a battery out of date for five years or even five months or yeah. whatever. And, you know, and they, they, that could have been stopped. Or even that a guy could have went down to the doctor, could have had twinges, or a girl, didn't. And by just yeah. kind of, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, it's ignorance. Oh, there's nothing wrong with me. Or, oh, you know, kind of, I couldn't have, a friend of mine actually yeah. ended up um, having a problem with his heart. Just yeah. decided to go and went to the doctor. And, you know, thank God it's nothing serious. But he was kind of putting it off. And then he went, oh, do you know what? I'm going to do it and it's all about doing that listen I often say to people that yeah you might have anything wrong with you but maybe you have something and this might you know stop from going further
1: yeah it's, it's, it's a scary one but just say for, just say for myself right I was 25, year, 25 years of age when it happened right so you're, you're it happened on the Sunday all these tests on Monday Tuesday Wednesday stay that full week right by the end of that week I've been ICD put in my chest I'm told I'd never play sport again, uh, and you're saying I was home that Monday, and that was it. you know what I mean? I'm giving a I'm giving a booklet leaving the hospital how to live with an ICD, uh, ICD, and on the front of it, there's two old people, and not not man, anything against old people. Exactly. They they're sitting on a bench and they're never playing sports again anyway you know what
0: I mean <laughs> yeah because for it's, a young lad and we, and we look now about more you know we had Martin McHugh on a few weeks ago and Martin had had testicular and prostate cancer and you know how, yeah. how that could get a, get you into depression and, and young lads especially young lads you know don't really talk but for you you could have easily or did you feel like you know going in on yourself oh, you yeah. like you come out you come out with one thing knowing what was wrong mm. with your heart but
1: then your head is another game altogether. Yeah like that's a different that's a different ballgame altogether and you can see now the more problems about men talking about yeah. problems you know I asked different questions I said tell
0: me, stop telling me what I can't do tell me what I can do can do exactly yes uh, 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 we don't know right this is it
1: I, I was home I set myself a target within a week to walk to the end of the road and back for me to do such a small thing it sounds so small that was a massive achievement for me
0: so that was that said. was also getting out in the fresh air just, as well because I'd say if you'd have been inside yeah. you would have had you would have like was overthinking. But
1: you can still imagine right? Like, the house would be busy people are calling you know you don't really get time to think about it or you don't exactly know what you're after going through because you're so busy there's people ringing you you know you're not busy I'd, I'd say it took around three four weeks or less. He say Jesus Christ what's after happening you know what I mean like mm-hmm. to actually realise it um, try to check up and I'd never play sports again and all this stuff I played my first match six months later and I happened to stop you know I was told I'd never play sport again I played my first match six six months after it happened and I'm not going to stop yet cause I'm still able to play and that's what I'm able to do
0: And How were your parents and family when you said you wanted to go back were they a bit worried about you going back after you have been told listen you can't play football again
1: They were
0: more worried than I was Yeah I'd say that yeah Yeah
1: uh, brother was physio on that day again when I played uh, mum didn't know about it she thought I was just going to watch a match oh no uh, it, it was a horrible mucky pitch the gear was filthy the shorts were black I came home. I was never as happy to throw my gear back in the house and say will you wash that gear says, what do you mean wash the gear but I'm to have to play in a match but I nearly got killed.
0: <laughs> did you talk to someone beforehand about you know wanting or did you get kind of an all clear from someone or did you just say listen this is my life I want to go out and play football
1: yeah, no. So mm. I got, um, I was with a cardiologist at the start that said, no, 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 you know, they couldn't tell me what to do, I was getting sick of this, so I needed a second uh, opinion, mm. um, as we always do, you always keep going until you need yeah. someone that you can actually gel with. Um, so I'm now with uh, the CRY unit in Tala, cardiac arrest in the young. So I'm with a cardiologist there, uh, Dr. Deirdre Ward, and... Um, now, she done a full NTT on me. My first appointment up there was five hours long. Jeez. Five hours, every test done under the sun. Sat down, had a cup of tea, and we had a proper chat. Conversation, I can only explain what I felt like. She sees me on the treadmill. She said, Jesus, what? There's nothing wrong with you at all. You know what I mean? You know, she's happy for me to be playing to an extent that I listen to my body. Like I can say director, it, yes. I, make, I, could, I could be shattered, I said, lads, no, not today. I'm not feeling it today and that's it if I listen to myself I get tired of
0: will Only you know how you feel i say it though yeah. it must be great crack you know some lads say oh jeez i done this or i done that to myself or, you know oh, God me mangled me ankle or, and you just turn around and say I should have had a cardiac arrest is that it? Uh, yeah it's working now with the career I'm going into now kind of into coaching and managing it yeah, it's, uh, oh I've been ingrown and I don't <laughs> care if your leg's broken
1: you're playing you know there's
0: no um easy let off. Isn't it amazing though that you were able to go back and play football and then you're also kinda of sticking w- with the football thing of going into the coaching. Did you want to go into coaching uh, you and, know, years uh, ago were you thinking of doing it or was that, it just something that now obviously you Oh no, I was always always going out at roof, mm.
1: never never this early. Never this early, you know. I didn't take everything this early, but you're lucky you have to make do you know what I
0: mean like so are you the brains like behind Maryland is that it <laughs> yeah Scott
1: is just the, the figure there at the
0: moment <laughs> he's just the talker isn't he yeah he can he, can just
1: talk too, he talks too much
0: <laughs> definitely talks yeah. too much but it yeah. must be fierce enjoyable though for you t- to be out there now been on the sideline have you done things since that said you know what I've got a chance I've got a second chance because it's funny when I was um, a baby yeah. Um, I, I, my heart stopped three times, and I remember yeah. right afterwards saying, that "And do you know, I keep on saying to my mum, I know I was only a baby then. Why I do things? I said, you know what, I mightn't have been here if things hadn't went the way they did, and Cromwell hadn't saved my life. I mightn't be here. So it does give you a different perspective on life, doesn't it? Yeah, but
1: I'd be one of these people. Whatever I wanted to do before, I would have done it. All There's right. Um, well, I did Helen back there a few months, uh, about a month ago, two months ago. Um, no problem completed it no bother um, you know I've done it all <laughs> Is
0: I've there something it, though I've that done you done want done apart done, from winning the Intermediate Championship of Maryland is there something there that you have in your mind that you want to to do want to do
1: what's mm. left I uh, don't know I'll just just go with it whatever comes up and do it you know what I mean but at, the, at mm. the moment like i have a very busy busy week but the only night I have off now is a, a Thursday night uh, but I wouldn't be coming home here till around half ten, quarter to eleven
0: every other evening. From quarter to quarter to nine in the morning with football. And let would say you wouldn't swap it for anything, would you?
1: No, people would say to me you need to uh, you need to slow down and mm. says no.
0: It's, but as it's, you it's said, you know yourself. Game, you know? But you did say you know yourself and you know that if you do get tired or if there are times when you yeah. just you can step back. But as you said, it yeah. is the love of the game. I'm in the job I'm in because I knew I was not going to be a footballer. I was that brutal. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, I was never going to be manager of Liverpool because that yeah. wasn't going to happen. So <laughs> I, I'm now do, doing this, you know, going to yeah. matches, writing about it, um, doing podcasts like that. And when you love something, you know, it just, it, it, it's something, it just gives you the lift, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, like I think this year I'm over with a Tullamore first team over there in the soccer. Um, so I'm, I'm enjoying that that's, good. that's a new challenge for me now this year you know so I'm over I'm over training them so that's going to be something new they're playing the Leinster Senior League in the Dublin League
0: so
1: mm. that's, that's going to be a new style of football and a different different new bunch of lads for me to deal with and get their attitudes and bust them out and see what way I can deal with them you know
0: you know do many clubs now obviously you know you're, you're involved there but do clubs or schools or people like that ask you to come around and give talks to them
1: I've done, yeah, mm. I've done, I've done a good few schools around, I've, I've been brought to, Vienna and Liverpool, the whole lot of talks, um, at the moment, so that's what I'm kind of, mm. get myself into, kind of doing more, motivational talks and stuff, where I've been told, I'd never do anything again, and yeah. I, I'm still going back, it'll be four years now, in September, since, since it happened, and it happened, um, it hasn't held me back one bit, to be honest, you know, I have, I have the Facebook page, there, hard talk, and, um, like, there was there's people contacting me on that i'd say just say their child had a cardiac arrest mm. or something to do with the heart like they're coming to me to meet up i've often drove around and the country to meet family that their uh, kids have been scared that you know this aftercare is a non existent i've literally been sent home and wrapped in cotton wool you know
0: yeah scared you know that again. that is and as you said about the leaflet And I've often been in hospitals. You know, I'd done my ankle a few weeks ago and, you know, I was basically given a leaflet. And as you said, you know, it was only my ankle, so I didn't care about it. But as you said, there is nothing there, especially for something like your heart or even someone with a brain injury and that. And you don't know how people think. (laughs) Very true. Yes, very true. They kind of forget about the cultures. Have you found, you know, in recent years, have you found out different things um, about... Um, your, your condition because I suppose it's I this word getting into your head and you know have you met other people that were diagnosed with the same
1: yeah I have and like you see different people dealing with things mm. different you know what I mean like a lot of people just pack it in and that's it yeah you know but I'm just a bit of a uh, I'm just not ready yet like people that say oh have you accepted it I'll, ne- I'll never accept what to me. you know that kind of way yeah I'll keep going until I, I call it then
0: on my turn. I suppose if you accept it, you then probably, well, that's it, you know, you might want to to give in, right, I've accepted yeah. it, I've had it, right, that's it, I might as well give up, yeah. whereas by not accepting it, yes, it happened to me, but sure, look at, I'm around, I'm able to, to tell the tale. Yeah, but like,
1: look, I'm helped on, I've helped a lot of people now mm. through, through their own um, area of it and how to how to adapt to, the, to living with an ICD and, mm. You know how to get protected shields, or when you're playing sports, or whatever you're doing. To be able to enjoy yourself again, and um, to live, to live a normal life as close as possible. Um, to beforehand, you know what I mean. It's um, but it depends on the person, well mm. and what kind of drive you have yourself. You know?
0: That's it, and I suppose for yourself, your family, and obviously your teammates have been terrific for you.
1: Ah, yeah, like you know. It's, I'm, I'm much to myself like, you know I don't talk about things or yeah. you know I just get up and get on with it. like that's my uh, that's my counselling is the gym and out in that field is that's the counselling I, I get I get a great buzz out of helping someone that's achieved something you know
0: you're not one of these tagging yourself in in hospital I just had a cardiac arrest Still alive though you oh, know,
1: because you see, I use, use it to uh, I use it to my power when I have
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or as I said to someone when my dad, I was like, had a heart attack. It was like he has a heart. You know, say, so yeah, yeah, where is it? The big thing for you, you know, from talking to you, it's that aftercare. Is that something that you want to see improved? Yeah, and
1: it is like I'm, I've done a lot of meetings and Dublin mm. and stuff. It is. We're on the verge of getting it done. You yeah. know what I mean. So within the next year or two, it's going to be uh, it'll be set up and running, you know, because um, it's needed. It's needed. Like there is meetings that go to, and I said, uh, there is people with ICD support group." I said, "She wants to find me going to that with a person there at sixty years of age, seventy years of age, you know." What are they going to do for me?
0: Because it is great, and as I said, the amount of young people that are playing the sport, and it's good to have someone like yourself, and you know, even Sean Prunty and that. Um,
1: yeah, like I, yeah. I
0: contacted Sean, i said I wasn't home a week and I contacted Sean. So there you
1: go. You know, it's all about helping each other, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: and because as you said, when you told me what you had, yeah, yeah, because I remember it with, 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 with prunts about the thing, you know, and um, he kind of felt, you know, not being able to, to play football. And as you said, it's it's saddened if, you know, people take it, you know, those yeah, words like, so differently.
1: Like, Sean's thing is, like, he could never go back into a dressing yeah.
0: room again. Like yeah, yeah, oh, or
1: go to a match, yeah. Yeah, like, he hated it. He even said the smell of deep heat now kills him because it reminds him of a dressing room. You know, but that was his That was his thing. But yeah. look, Sean's out doing, he's running and cycling now, you know, the whole time. So, uh, yeah. he, he's after taking up something else, a different avenue, but he still gets the buzz out of it as he does for football, you
0: know. So, soccer, like, you know? what do you, like you like on the sideline? Are you a bit Me? of a a bit of a Cody or a bit of a Davy Fitz, which oh, a bit of a Davy Fitz, I think
1: we're
0: barely talking now at the moment. <laughs> really? I could, I can imagine now you and Scat, so then the two of you is like hyper on the sideline. Ah. There's some people you can get it,
1: you can give it to and there's other
0: people that need a pat in the back. Yeah. Ah oh, no no no, it must be great. Well, we've talked a little bit about about Westmead um football, but um the super 8s the week this weekend. The the game started. You know, Saturday evening we had Group Two games. Tyrone defeated Roscommon while Dublin showed their class again. Like Cork scored one seventeen, which would normally win a game, but yeah, the Dubs great. just oh, yeah. Fine
1: enough, like, you
0: know um,
1: David Dublin
0: just have that power, don't they? They can just turn it on when they need to. Do you feel now though that you know not no disrespect to Cork and they probably you know will give Tyrone a game, but that it is going to be Tyrone and Dublin that will come out of that group.
1: It's hard, and then you have a, a pointless game to play then as well. That's the know. last game, yeah. You have, a, you have a nothing game to play for, um, which is hard. Like You, you pity Common going to play in Dublin as well, but sure, look, Anthony Cunningham will set them up and um, give it their best shot, like which they're entitled to. Um, it's, it's, it's all it's all a draw at the start of the game, like, you know.
0: Oh, well, that's and, it. Uh, the big news as well coming out of Dublin is... Uh... He's back. He's back. Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: he's back. <laughs> the man is back and he'll probably feature in that game as well, you know, against so Ross Cotman to get him, get him a bit of game game time again with the with the lads in Dublin team.
0: You know, you just think like they're just robots and they just churn out players every year and the last couple of years, you yeah. know, they've come through. you know, the, the Conor Callens and that. And then what to do, bring back one of the most gifted footballers there is? <laughs>
1: yeah. It's a it's a tough cookie to crack, isn't it? They just keep going against, but sure look, to have the hunger till we keep winning, and that's it, isn't it?
0: That's exactly it, you know. And once you get into that winning mentality, and you know, um, and Jim Gavin, you know, they're ruthless. And then the last couple of minutes against Cork, it's just their conditioning, their strength, everything about them.
1: Yeah, it's top notch. Like, so they're they're about four or five years ahead of mm. ahead of everybody else on that uh, side of things. But sure, look, it's up for everybody else. Uh,
0: gather together and give it their best shot and see how they get on like you know Though as George so. O'Connor said last week you can put uh, muscles on the fly but you can't teach them <laughs> the skills Still. so yeah. yeah Group 1 is going to be I think the, the tastier one um, Patrick McRarity you know was the start for Donegal today scored 1-6 Yeah um, They beat Mead by 9 points We expected like a much tighter affair down in Killarney Kerry have a great record down there Kerry mm. beating Meal by 10 points you know, everyone's yeah. kind of talking now with Donegal and Kerry win, and can they challenge the challenge Dublin? And where for Mule, you know, they have to get a win next weekend. Yeah,
1: it's it's it'll be a good game to see the contest, but I would be looking at a, a Donegal and Dublin final, to be honest, if it mm. if it goes that way, you know. And um, I wouldn't I wouldn't put my money far off on Donegal either.
0: Yeah, I th- I think, um, and I said it before a few weeks ago. Declan Bonner, great. But, you know, his backroom staff, you know, they brought in Rushford. Yeah, back
1: into, back yeah. into the set And, you know, it's, um, it's, they're, they're tricky games, like, you know. But then you see uh, you see, Kilkenny then again, still at it, you know, in the hurling.
0: So you're now predicting that you could see a, a 2D finals. You could see uh, Donegal and uh, Dublin. I think probably at this moment in time, Donegal would probably be more equipped. Yes, Carrier are there, but they're still building. Like David Clifford is just going to be a phenomenal yeah. player, Like even now at his young age.
1: Yeah, he's flying, isn't he? He, has, he seems to have it all, the skill. Yeah. The skill, and he's able to see them passes and involve everybody else in the game around him, you
0: know? Yeah, and you look towards next weekend, Like it's it's going to be a, a nice one. Cork to go on Tyrone, uh, home game for Cork as well, while Dublin entertain yeah. Ross Common. Then on Sunday, you know, anyone around, you know, that don't have club matches, unfortunately, to go to yeah. double header in Crow Park, you have Mio against Meath. Remember those games years ago? Yeah. And then Kerry and Donegal, where we kind of see. Then I think next weekend will we see where Kerry are at?
1: Yeah, you'll see. It'll be a great test. You know, it'll be the the top two in it. Mm. You know, see see how they fare out.
0: You mentioned the hurling, the cats. Yeah. Still the purring away, man. you know.
1: You're happy with that one
0: anyway. I, I, There's something about them. I just think Brian Cody, any time people think that's it, you know, Kilkenny are gone. He just... Yeah. The, the, you know, the new lease of life. You know, Richie Hogan, you know, TJ Reid. When you look at poor old Pa Horgan, like, you know, three 10 on on the losing yeah. side. Oh yeah. my gosh.
1: Some scoring, like, that's enough to win any match. That's
0: enough, yeah, exactly. Like, Pa Horgan nearly beat Kilkenny on his own. leash. Yeah you know, the kind of won, won the hearts of everyone and the way after the game everyone, yeah. the Leach fans stayed and applauded them and and it was absolutely brilliant. It's the
1: whole GEA thing about
0: it, isn't it? Isn't it really? And I think just Eddie Brennan was, you know, a lot of people you know, Cheddar deserves an awful lot of you know, recognition and applaud for what he'd done because he was the one that, that um, Cheddar Punk that started it all for leash. but I yeah. think just they needed someone like Eddie Brennan just to take them on a little bit more, like you're going to have two great semi-finals, Kilkenny and Limerick in one semi-final and then you have uh Tipperary and Wexford which will be uh, a very nice game. yeah because Tipperary started off Munster so well and everyone thought, you know what these could actually win the All-Ireland and then, you know, Limerick showed up in the Munster final and then today they weren't exactly great, but I suppose Liam Sheedy prefers that now than getting yeah. a great, than getting you know uh, running away with today's game, you know facing Wexford, you prefer if if a team probably did stutter over the line um, and uh, know what they can they can they can work on. Um, exactly, you can see a few
1: cracks and something
0: to challenge lads on and off, about point out a few things and improve off for the following day. A few months ago, uh, Adrian O'Sullivan said Limerick were obviously going to win the All Ireland. Well, he's a Limerick man. Yeah. Who do you think will be in the final? <laughs>
1: you can't knock Kenny can you do
0: you think Kenny will actually beat Limerick
1: why not why can't they they've done it for years and years and years you know they've, they've been there and won it and they're still niggling away like the hunger's there, there you know why can't they win it
0: and nobody is nobody is talking about them well actually we're talking about them that's, now but you know yes, but yeah there's no pressure on them
1: yeah exactly they're not expected to win it mm. that's the, the right way to be slip in there nice and easy and no big hype about you. No big reports being written. that they've been there and do do what they can on the
0: day. And when you think of you know the players they're missing, also the second semi final. Who's going to come out with that? I think that would be a, an interesting battle. Who are
1: you putting
0: the money on yourself? I don't know if Tipperary get their house in order. I can see Tip, but I don't know. There's something about Davy Fitz. You know, a couple of months ago we kind of said, you know, Davy Fitz taking Wexford as far Great. as yeah. he can. And then look what happened, you know, though there was only a pocket for ball in it, the still won lens, you know, and it's given them that bit of momentum as well. So you just never know. And um, by the way, seeing that I'm asking predictions, who's gonna win the intermediate in um Westmead then? I oh, should
1: sure. have the same area then, wouldn't I, I'd be in
0: trouble? <laughs> How do you find um not being involved in your local club actually? Is there less pressure? Up.
1: Um you have to go and learn and yeah. try new things, isn't that it? You know, you have to spread your wings and uh, see what you can do yourself. Like, you know, there's another lad there from the club. He's off managing another team and it's Mm. immediate. So it's um, it's all for their own. Like, you know, your own interest and take it from there. Like, you know, you're you're as well off to get away from your own club.
0: I was going to say that, that, yeah. And is there anything that you've learned, you know, so far in the coaching that, you know, gosh, I didn't know that or... You know, because obviously, when you're on the, d- the other side of the white line, things are so much different. Yeah.
1: Uh, and it's more nervous being on this side of the line than saying.
0: It's, it's nervous. so nervous being a supporter, or actually, being a reporter and a well, supporter. I think.
1: The fortune that you've done as much as you can to get these boys ready to yeah. play. And uh, I hate that one about fitness. Oh, their fitness, killing, Their fitness, killing them.
0: And let the ball do the work. Let the ball, the ball do Because, happen. you know, as George O'Connor did say about the skills, and, you know, you look at Dublin. yeah, they're conditioned and all that, but then they also have got yeah. exceptional footballers. Yeah, like he can fit his
1: lads on the pitch, but if you give them a ball and they can't use it, what good so are
0: they? Sure, you're saying, balls could probably beat everyone, but what can he do with a hurley or a galley football? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. So, are you hoping then to go up the ladder in coaching? Is that what Carl Joyce wants to do?
1: Exactly, yeah. Like I'd, I'd like to be managing a team in the next three, four years myself and see how I get on. You know, but um, wherever I've gone so far, I've been successful. So um, I like to carry that on with me, a bit of drive, you know, and uh, set myself up for it.
0: Well, the thing about it is, if you didn't have drive, then why you get into the coaching side? Yes, I know it's, it's nice and it's enjoyable and everything, but you know, you have to have that little bit of drive and... You know, a little bit of ambition and be focused. And you seem to be that. You, you seem to be, be focused and well-driven.
1: You have to be different. It's all about being different than the person that's been there before you.
0: It's always about different voices, you know, and we said it.
1: Just without doing things different than everybody else. You have to get that. You have to get that feel of the players, what they're missing. It's just You have to read into body language and who you're dealing with, you know some players you can push, 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 push and there's something you just have to do a little bit and come back.
0: Have you noticed though managers a lot of people say you want to be a manager but a lot of them would be better off as coaches and then a lot of coaches with managers because you know you have to be personable you have to be able to deal with players and sometimes and a you know needs
1: a coach.
0: That's exactly it. A manager,
1: a manager manages the team, a team. Yes.
0: Coach. Yes.
1: The manager picks that final 15 when it comes to it. He can see what's happening. He to be able to manage them players of saying who's been dropped this week, who's been brought in. He needs to deal with that stuff. The coach gets them ready. Gets them ready and makes that job hard for that
0: manager. So, which you prefer then? What do you want to do? Manager or coach? I
1: want to manage and
0: coach. You're not greedy, are you? Do you want to be selector and physio as well? No, no, your brother's going to be physio.
1: Oh, we keep that in the family. Jesus Christ, you can't be doing that. (laughs) <laughs> You'd be killed all together. Um, ah, look, it's it's a fine line. Like you, mm. know, you have it as well. You need you need to be able to have a good bond between the coach and the manager. Yeah. and Put it all together and selectors and sit down. This thing are showed up to training and I'm putting a session together there and then It's rubbish. But I I be there I be there every session about forty five minutes, an hour before session training starts. I'd have everything set up. So everything is high intensity. You're banging it out one this the other. It's enjoyable. It's quick. It's Sharpie. Get in
0: what you have to do and get out of there. You mentioned one word, and I remember when I, when I done my foundation level course, I know I'm just starting off. Yeah. Uh, enjoyable. Even when you're with a gang of lads or uh, inter-county lads, you still have to have that enjoyment. Yeah.
1: That in, you, you need to. Mm. You won't do it. You wouldn't go to work every day if you're getting a kick in the, in the back. Then. Yeah. You don't enjoy it. Yep. you need to get that fun factor back into. I don't care; you're dealing with that. It's Fun. You need to be enjoying it.
0: Because one of the routines we learned was, I think that Joe Schmidt had done, and this was like Joe Schmidt when he was with Leinster, and how one of his training sessions and how he would improvise, and it was just a simple thing that you know you could play with children or play with adults, and it was taken from Joe Schmidt. Ah, yeah,
1: like you need that. You need that enjoyment, and like you need you need kids growing up now to learn how to lose and win. This thing for me of uh, everybody's a winner is rubbish. <laughs> there has to be a cut off point for that, like, you know. I, I learned how to lose and I learned how to win. And I think that's why I took this, uh, of dealing with a cardiac arrest so, uh, so much in my stride, like, you know.
0: I think probably because we're from Longford and Westmead, we're kind of more used to losing than than winning. So, you know, I kind of more, say, yeah, be more
1: used to
0: losing now than us. Yeah, you know, uh, 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 no, 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 no. Um, you know, I would, I would normally have that, but I, I suppose it is true. Kind of saying, you know, they don't want to be competitive. But you know, every child, ti- you know, every child now, you know, or, or if they're supporting, you know, Chelsea or United or soccer in they're England, not stupid. yeah, they're
1: not stupid. But it comes through not just in a football sense but it comes into work as well like you know if you go for that job and you don't get it like how do you deal with it you know it comes it comes right through of, of learning of learning how to live your life like you know because um, kids aren't silly if you were getting goal, you're getting standards in the goals, and pints and goals are within against you they know it has after be bad <laughs> and uh, heading on the ball after winning I know the whole thing of getting kids involved and enjoying it is good but it's to learn how to win and learn how to lose Obviously, I mean like underage you need to learn, how, you know, play, play, play. But where, where's that cutoff point? i saying right now, this is what we're going to win. You know what I mean? This is. They're after losing this. You're after putting in a great effort. You have to learn how, and feel that little bit of heart to get that drive in. You see, I'm seeing now younger lads, say under seventeen, eighteen, say soccer wise, and they don't know they don't know how to fight for that win if they're losing one or two nils to, to dig in deep. Like they don't know how they don't know how to dig in deep. They don't know that feeling. You know, it's um, it's it's scary. I think it's scary. What uh, what's coming through? You know, at that at that level, like they don't know or they don't want to feel that little bit of pain of doing that extra run or cl- closing down that extra ball, like you know.
0: Do you feel in some ways, though, youngsters, and that sometimes you kind of wrap them up in cotton wool and don't want to expose them to the big bad world or the big bad world of uh. They're Football.
1: Stuck on too many computers and footballs and uh, mm. not footballs. They're stuck on computers and laptops there the whole time, and uh, there's no one to blame on The parents, not the kids. Because they don't know no no difference. They don't know any difference. You know we can still, you can still see kids under you know, at a underage level there. You know you you nearly have to teach them how to jump. You know this is this is this is this scary thing. Off of like and that's not the, that's not the kids' fault. That's just learning basic, basic skills as growing up, like, you know. It's just as easy to put on the telly for them to sit down and actually go out the back and play for half an hour, an hour.
0: Did you do that, you know, the jumpers for goalposts, even though you were playing Gaelic football?
1: Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> was two bottles be good.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> no, you'd have it I'm over 20, a certain end. I'm
1: 28, only 28, I'm not in the zone age, but yeah, we did. You'd play at any... any
0: excuse, excuse me... I'm not, I'm not an old one yet or a lady I'm a young girl I'm a, yo- I'm a young woman so you know I kind yeah. of yeah you know we did do things like that or you know if the ball went over your head oh no that was a point no it was going. no 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 it was a point you know if you were you were in so uh, you know I think going back to those times there were better times weren't they? though when you started off playing yeah, you never you never you never weren't
1: playing or going anywhere without a ball in your hand or at your foot or- you'd
0: gather a few lads and you'd play a game of ball, and that'd be it. That's so true. I love when I go down to um, the local park for a match or even sometimes training and you see a gang of them behind the goals, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, whatever age they are, playing yeah. football. Because that's what it is. It's it's your youth. It's your future. Yeah, it doesn't
1: even have to be football. Just out playing.
0: Yeah, Podgy Davis wanted before Longford played Tyrone for Plenna Brothers-Pierce Park the pitch to be opened and to let everyone out there play and I don't know why it wasn't. And I know that in Tullamore they allowed the children out at halftime. And it doesn't matter if they've got a stick in their hand or a Gaelic football. Just let them out on that field and experience what their heroes are experiencing.
1: Yeah, get a bit of a feel for it. It
0: might, they might uh, drive them on to play in a for luck. So who were, you, who were you when you... Uh, where I, when you started off what a footballer oh well soccer definitely
1: Roy Keane 100% But that was I, 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 yet, uh, I,
0: Keane. I was actually going to say if I said soccer because it's just the way you talk about it and then Gaelic wise um, oh sure
1: any time you want it, I suppose Desi Donham is the main figure then wasn't he yeah <laughs> Desi
0: was the, the main man at it you know what I mean I can see um, you know what Roy I, you take a lot of things that he says into
1: but your, like you, yeah, oh no, bull like you know what I mean, it is what it is. And, um, do you hear me now with the Love Island
0: thing? Um, excuse me, I'm the one from Longford and I don't watch Love Island. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, is yeah. that is this an exclusive now? Carl Joyce watches Love Island? No, quite the
1: opposite. I got caught now to watch one or two uh, episodes, and um, yeah, it definitely, would definitely be a Roy keen thing. And, um, even the watching, did you watch uh, the Tony McCoy? documentary yeah. about the, the movie uh, but that is that's going to the wit's end for for what you want
0: yeah, but he you know is I mean? he yeah he is just so, something else but as you said about Keane a lot of people don't like Keane because Keane just says it straight out now I wouldn't have been a big fan of him obviously because he played for United but when he played for Ireland or actually when he used to have his thing with Vieira I'd kind of be like a typical Paddy I'd be going go on the Irish but um yeah you know he does say it straight out and i think that that's probably what i like about him because i would be a bit like that you know i'd rather say it yeah. you know than keep be white like you
1: know it in be beating no, um, around the bush either on with her or, you know
0: <laughs> so listen um apart from you know you doing great things with schools and uh, hopefully we'll be seeing better aftercare i look forward to following your um coaching and uh, managerial career we kind of obviously with uh scott's been involved with maryland and the podcast and that yeah. we'll, we'll definitely be taking keeping an eye on maryland for the rest of the year obviously we wanted to talk about you know your condition then the defib, yeah. cpr and how important it is and obviously you brought in the aftercare but it's also nice to know you as a person and you know what you want to do and what you uh, are doing in life
1: me, myself, um, yeah. I work in, in um, social care, working in St. Hilda's here in Athlone, is a, a social care so I, I'm working there night and Monday to Friday, um, so I, I'm enjoying that, dealing with more people as well, and trying to, <laughs> trying to help them as well, you know, help each other.
0: I tell you, you'd be a great politician, you would actually. Yeah, yeah, gifted, the, that already, gift, yeah. gifted the gab, know how to do it. Gifted
1: the gab, yeah.
0: You'd a long evening actually running up and down that sideline, having to listen to scats. You know, so I'm going to Uh let you go. Thank you so much for joining us, and as I said, wish you all the best.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. That's great. Thanks very much.
0: We'll be back next week with another Super Eights podcast. So until then, long before.